السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده على من لا نبي بعده ولا أمة بعد أمته ولا تابه ولا شريعة بعد شريعتك أما بعد فأم بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وعبد الله ولا تشركوا به شيئا وبالوالدين إحسانا وبذي القربى واليتامى والمساكين قربى والجار ذي القربى والصاحب بالجنب وابن السبيل صدق صدق الله العظيم Respected ulama, elders and brothers, we begin by praising Almighty Allah, sending salutations upon our beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. We are all aware that we have a nikah that will be performed immediately after the talk. And I thought that on one hand, we would like to speak on something about the nikah. But then of course, there is also a general audience that perhaps we could keep the topic a little bit more general and more broader. And in this regard, I'd like to speak about what is known in our Sharia as Hukukul Ibad, the rights of human beings. Now, if you look at Hukukul Ibad and you translate it into English, you can say that the translation of it is human rights. The problem with that translation is that when we talk of human rights, we tend to go in the line of human rights from a political sense. So today we talk, everyone talks about rights in a political sense. The unfortunate part with regard to human rights in a political sense, that it has become a cultural crusade and imperialism. It is a system today, human rights in the political sense, that has created an unjust global systems, that allow superpowers to invade lands, perpetrate, perpetrate debt, dump toxic waste in third world countries, marginalize morality and religion with maximum impunity and minimum accountability. That is human rights in the political sense in today's time. But I don't want to talk about human rights in the political sense. I want to talk about hukukul ibad, the rights of our fellow human beings on a day-to-day -day basis with whom we come into contact with. Whether it be our family, whether it be our neighbors, whether it be our colleagues in the business field, whether it be our neighbors, whether it be with people whom we come across on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, nowadays, because of, you know, social media, our concentration span is very less. And that's a reality, one of the harms together with some of the benefits of social media and technology, is that our concentration span is very less. So what I do nowadays is I enumerate my points in this particular regard. So the, I'm going to make mention of some of the points. The first point I would like to make mention of, we are not humanists. When we talk about human rights, we are not humanists who believe that for your salvation, it is enough for you to be a good human being. And many a times you find people saying, it's enough, you are a good human being. A person who is a good human being is good enough for him to go into Jannah. It's enough for his salvation. No, we don't believe in that. We believe that together with the rights of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, rights of human beings, we have to fulfill the rights of Allah ta'ala first. That is supreme. And until you do not fulfill the rights of Allah, until you don't have iman, you cannot gain salvation even if your ta'al look good. 
So this is something that we have to keep in mind. Nabi Karim Sallallahu was asked about Abdullah bin Jad'an, who was someone who was very well known for his humanist and doing good to people, charitable work, so to say. And someone asked Ya Rasulullah, would he be saved? Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, he did not say, Allahumma khfirli. He did not ask Allah Ta'ala for forgiveness. He did not have Iman. So until you don't have Iman, all other aspects with regard to human rights will not be sufficient for your salvation until you don't have Iman. Hazrat Mufti Shafizab Rahmatullah in his Ma'riful Quran, under the ayat, Waqimis Salata Tarafahin Nahari wa Zulafa min al-Layl has written some, he said it is certain basic principles our ulama and our pious predecessors have made mention. I found it so amazing. One of them he said is, if you want to adorn your appearance, then first adorn your inner self. Adorn your character, Allah will make your appearance glow. Allah will make your appearance beautiful. So you might not even have to spend so much time in grooming. Now men's grooming is also a major big, big business. And people talk about it. How much, you know, billions people are spending in mere men's grooming. What did Mufti Shafi say? Adorn your character, Allah will put a nur and a glow in your appearance. Then one of the other things he said, correct your relationship with Allah. Allah will correct your relationship with human beings. And many times we find this, we don't get along with people. Maybe perhaps that is a reason. Your relationship with Allah is not correct. That is a reason why your relationship with people is not correct. So the first point, which I would like to enumerate and emphasize, we are not people who believe in a humanist type of approach. You must be a good human being, you must be good with human beings, it's enough. There is emphasis upon it which I will give. But together with that, you need iman in Allah. And you have to fulfill the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for salvation. The second point is, human rights is part of deen. And the reason why we have to make mention of it in today's time is, we somehow or the other when we talk about deen, when we talk about religion, then for us religion is about rituals. It is about our ibadat. It is about our tahajjud, our zikr, our tilawat, undoubtedly is important. But what about the rights of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the rights of human beings? That is an important part of our deen. It is such an important part of deen. Let me give you one or two examples. Have you seen those who deny religion? Now our understanding of deen would say that those deny religion who do not perform salat, who do not make zikr. Look at what Allah Ta'ala says. These are the people who deny religion. Who repel the orphans. And who do not encourage the feeding of the poor. These are the people who deny religion. Who, who regards the non-fulfillment of hukukul ibad as denying religion? The way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made mention of it. Dr. Abdullah is the Khalifa of Mawlana Tanwi I had the opportunity of seeing him. But when we were students, you don't give enough opportunity. When you get these opportunities, you don't take it. He was a great scholar. So he relates his own incident. He said one day he went to Mawlana Tanwi his spiritual mentor, and said that the quality of Ihsan, which each and every one of us is supposed to strive towards, what is it? 
أن تعبد الله كأنك تراه فإن لم تكن تراه فإنه يراك توشب الله إذا في وسيم الله إن في كان دو ذات اتليس بيجوالايز الله تلا يسيم يو he said I've got that quality in salat يا الله to have that quality in salat and someone declaring it professing it can you imagine what a great rank and status it is that a person says I got the quality of ihsan in my namaz in my salat he expected Muhammad Rahmatullah to praise him and he was surprised when Muhammad Rahmatullah said bring that quality of ihsan in your relationship with every human being now when you deal with a human being think you are seeing Allah Allah is seeing you in your relationship with neighbors this is how we are supposed to keep that this is part of deen human rights is not only something that is good and we make this distinction when a person is good to human beings his akhlaq is good his conduct is good we will never call him arrow manasche he's a good human being why inna almu'mina liyudrika bi husni khulqihi darajata qaimi al-layli wa sa'imi an-nahar a person with good conduct gets the same reward of a person making tahajjud whole night but do you ever see a person being termed a pious person because of his good conduct with people second point human rights is part of deen third human rights and fulfilling the rights of human being is perhaps i'm not going to say generally because the rights of allah taala is supreme but in certain instances is more important than the rights of almighty allah subhanahu wa taala in bayhaqi there's a hadith on the authority of aisha radiyallahu ta'ala anha that nabiy karim sallallahu said that deeds are of three kinds one is which allah taala will never forgive inna allah la yaghfiru ay yushrika bi by the proclamation of allah i will not forgive the person who associate partners to allah wa yaghfiru ma duna dhalika liman yasha besides that any other guna and sin if allah wishes he can forgive so the second type of deed is one allah won't forgive the second type of deed is violating the rights of allah the rights between you and allah and the third is the rights between you and human being which allah taala proclaims that he will not forgive until the person whom you have wronged he does not forgive you now rights muhammad rahmatullahi and he says that now this is very important in this sense the rights of human being is more important than the rights of allah muhammad rahmatullahi used to say that awal insan kisi ko maaf nahi karta today is very difficult for a human being to forgive another human being allah taala if you go and ask allah for forgiveness more than likely allah will fais ghafurur rahim la taqnatu min rahmatillah never lose hope in the mercy of allah he will forgive all sins human being is not so forgiving for a violation of allah's rights is easier to get forgiveness than to get forgiveness for violation of the rights of others which allah has professed and proclaimed you allah will not forgive you until the person whom you have wronged doesn't forgive you so you should say muhammad you should say awal insan kisi ko maaf nahi karta first human being don't forgive another person and even if he forgives it he keeps a file of it in his memory and one day he will tell you after 10 years you remember you did me wrong and i forgave you now what type of forgiveness is it that he can still remind you after 10 10 years and allah taala's forgiveness ataibu min adh-dhanbi kama la dhanbala a person who repents for his guna in front of allah it is like he never committed that guna so this is that's why nabi karim sallallahu said atadruna mal muflis do you know who is a pauper sahaba said ya rasulullah pauper is one who doesn't have wealth no 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 the real pauper is one who will have so much of ibadat he will have so much of good deeds so much of zikr he will come in front of allah and allah will said you had wrong people you took people's money you wrongfully took people's money 
I must be careful who I'm saying this. But anyway, you, you, you took people's money. And then afterwards, you, you didn't even make any attempt to go and repay it. And then you make ghibat of people. You spoke bad about people. You falsely accused people. Allah will say, that time there's no currency. The only currency in the year after will be good deeds. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, now you don't have currency to repay it. Give your good deeds to the person whom you have wronged. And he still is not, the matter is not resolved. Allah will say, that person's guna will come upon your head. So the third thing, my dear respected brothers, which we have to keep in mind is that this is part of deen. And some, one sense is more important than the rights of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this sense which I have said. We take this for granted. There is a hadith in Majma'u Zawaid that towards the end of our beloved Nabiya Karim Sallallahu life, Nabiya Karim Sallallahu one day got up in Majid and Nabawi and Nabiya Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he asked the people, if I have done anyone wrong, if I have done anyone wrong, then let people come and take their rights from me which I have done wrong to people. One Sahaba got up, one Sahabi by the name of Fukasha in one rewired is Usaid bin Hudair. And perhaps this incident happened two or three times once it happened in the battle of Badr. But here ulama says that one of the Sahaba, perhaps Ukasha, got up and said, Ya Rasulullah, one day by mistake, your sword touched my back and I was slightly bruised and I was slightly hurt. I want retaliation. Ya Rasulullah, you did me wrong. I wanted to do, I wanted to repay. I want repayment of that wrong. So Nabi Karim Sawasim said, Ukasha, then do the same to me which I have done to you. And he said, Ya Rasulullah, when you did it to me, I was bare-backed. I didn't have a kurta. You also remove your kurta. Nabi Karim Sallallahu removed his kurta. And Ukasha, what did he do? He didn't want to take any retaliation. In particular, the seal of Nabi Karim Sallallahu prophethood, which was between the two shoulder blades of Nabi Karim Sallallahu The poor emphasis Nabi Sallallahu gave to human rights. I heard Mu'ayat Shamul al-Tahmi saying towards the end of Hazrat Mu'ayat Hamir, he did the same thing. He printed, he printed some posters and small leaflets in different colors asking for the same thing. So the third point I've made mention, human rights in certain times and certain instances is more important than the rights of Allah. The fourth thing, ulama have written that Allah Ta'ala will take account of violation of human rights the way He takes accounts of violation of Allah's rights. You didn't read Salat, Allah will take account from you. You have not fulfilled the rights of others, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will take account. You know, in, in our student days, there was a student, you know, and he, he used to be amazed, he used to be physically challenged, he used to walk with his hands. You know, he used to walk with his hands. And then afterwards, you know, then Ted had a motorized wheelchair. So he wrote a kitab on his khutbah. He was a very good speaker. So in one of his speeches I read, you know, he said an amazing thing. He said one of the Persian kings who was known for his justice, one day invaded a land and they took over the land. He was just, his soldiers and the people who were under him were not so just. So they went to the house of an old lady and they slaughtered the cow of that lady and the animals of that lady and they had a party. In today's time they said they had a bride. Huh? So it finished that and for them it was nothing. They were the invading force, they were the conquering force. But for the lady it was a great thing because that was the sole means of income. She used to take the milk and sell the milk. So she found it very difficult. Someone told her, 
Instead, that the king is a very just person, go and meet the king and tell him what had happened. She said, we are going to meet the king. Someone told her that the king is coming at a particular place where he has to cross a bridge. Go and meet him there. Go and stand there. He's supposed to come because he's supposed to use that bridge to go from one place to the other. She went and she waited and when the king came, she told him the situation and then she told him an amazing thing. She said, you sought me out now on this bridge. Otherwise, I will catch you on the bridge of the year after. Either you sought me out now, I will catch you in Pulsirat. So this, the fourth thing we make mention is, Allah will take account of violation of human rights the way he take account of violation of rights of Allah. Hazrat Mufti Morana Shabir Ahmad Usmani, he was the alim from Gyoban, the first person to raise the flag of Pakistan in Karachi. There's some reason why we support Pakistan. Anyway, what we were saying is that Mona Shabir Abul Usmani Rahmatullahi was the first person, he wrote a commentary on Sahih Muslim, Fathul Mulim. And this is the exact words which he has written. The person who severs family relationship, do not assist and help his relatives, causes difficulty to neighbors and other people, searches for faults in people, talks and behaves arrogantly, will not enter Jannah, even if his salat and his tasbih and zikr are abundant. He will not enter Jannah even if his salat and zikr and ibadat is abundant. This is the word of a great muhaddith, Hazrat Mu'ashabir Ahmad Usmani Rahmatullah The fifth thing that I would like to make mention, it is amazing to the extent Allah has gone to speak about rights of human beings. Sometimes when you think about it, you know, then we talk about what other people are talking of human rights, it pales into insignificance. In the ayat which I have recited, Allah Ta'ala speaks about a category of people that you must fulfill their rights also. Biljam. Do you know what sahibi biljam means? A person whom you are together for a short period of time. You are sitting with a person in the masjid for a short period of time, sit in a manner that you don't give him inconvenience. You're sitting with a person in the airplane for a five, six hours journey. See to it that you fulfill his rights also. Allah has gone to this extent that even for a short period of time, fulfill his rights. Look at how, I mean, sometimes you're amazed. In, in Fazail al-Sarakat, Hazrat Shaykh al-Hadith, Hazrat Muhammad Zakariya sahab, Rahmatullah, it's mentioned, the best of charity. I wonder if it ever crosses our mind. The best of charity is to look after your daughter or your sister who has been separated. Who regards that as part of deen? Your daughter has been talaq or something, she's become a widow. Sister has become like that. The best of charity, more than giving in other to other organization, is to look after your daughter and sister in such a situation. Hazrat Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, after Hazrat Khadija radiallahu ta'ala passed away, whenever there was a sheep slaughtered in his house, Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to keep a portion of the meat and give it to the friends of his departed wife. Now to be good to your wife while she's alive is, is something you can understand. The wife passes away and you keep a portion of the meat for the friends of your wife who passed away many years ago. Who teaches you, teaches you that right? Nabi Karim Sassim said, if you want to fulfill the rights of your parents, keep good with the friends of your parents. Which culture and deen teaches you that particular type of rights of human beings? So my dear respect brothers, the fifth thing that we have made mention is, look at the extent to which Allah has gone and our deen has gone to fulfill the rights of human beings. 
It's the sixth thing. And this is very important also. That our ulama have made mention that the first thing with regard to human rights, give right, fulfill the rights of others, even if difficulty comes your lot. That is the highest form of fulfilling the rights of others. You fulfill the rights of others even if difficulty comes your lot. Even at your own expense, you fulfill the rights of others. Even if difficulty comes your lot. Then the second stage is, do good to others the way you want. You, you are not a believer until you love for others what you love for yourself. And the last, there is nothing lesser than that. Don't cause harm to others. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, there are 70 odd branches of deen. The highest is kalima la ilaha illallah. Adnaha al-imatatul tariq. The lowest form of iman is to remove an offensive item which is on the road of the Muslims or in human beings. The lowest form of iman, there is no lower form of iman than that. If you can't remove something that is on the road, which is used and is a cause of inconvenience, it's the lowest form of iman. Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah has written that, and Mufti Taqisab also you know, relates it a lot in his bayans, there are three types of animals. One animal which only harms people, right? like scorpion, etc. Whenever it gets an opportunity, it will harm. One animal that we benefit from. You get milk from the cow, etc. Honey from the bee. And there is other type of animal which neither benefits nor harm. Imam Ghazali Rahmatullah writes, Oh human beings, you are Ashraful Makhlukat. Try and be like that animal. You are supposed to be better than that animal. And you are better than animals. Try and be like that animals that benefit people. And if you can't be like that, don't be like the second one that harms. At least be like that animal that does not benefit or does not harm. So these are six points which I've made mention with regard to the aspect coming back in this last two, three minutes. How does this particular aspect, how does it come into what we are going to be doing, which is nikah? I always make mention with regard to it, my dear respective brothers, is that it's sometimes amazing. We look at all of these beautiful teachings and we feel it's, out, it's for outside the house. And it's not for the people who are inside the house. We are supposed to have these qualities first for people in our house before we do it for other people. Hazrat Aisha radiallahu Nabi Karim sallallahu used to get up for tahajjud. Fatah al-baba ruwayda. Wa'aghlaq al-baba ruwayda. He used to open the door of the room gently, close the door gently. And we can take a qasam. If you to do it you know, loudly, the love that Azwaj al-Mutahharad had for Nabi Karim sallallahu they would not have objected. I, I challenge everyone here. Does anyone think about if I come late at night and the way I open the door, whether it has an impact upon my sleeping wife or not? Does anyone ever feel about it? Does anyone ever feel that it is part of deen, that is a sunnah of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi which he did? No, we are amongst the ones, you know, they say whenever you see, you know, a man opening up the door of the car, you know, then you must remember, he's not doing it for his wife, the car is new. So now, we, we, where is this particular aspect? They say that time makes love pass. When you're in love, love makes time pass. And time makes love pass. So time makes love pass. The love and the romanticism that you're going to have in the early stages of your marital life, it will pass. What will sustain a marriage is the qualities of Hukukulibad, which I have made mention of.
Yes, initially there will be love. And of course it is good. Nabi Karim Sallallahu said, I've never seen anything that gives, you know, rise to the love between two individuals the way Nikah does. And we must, we must celebrate that. No, don't become so Sufi and say, no, that is not part of deen. That is part of deen. By all means, go and have a good time. Nabi Karim Sallallahu has made mention as part of one of the things of this dunya which has been approved and loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to be able to spend quality time with your wife, to be able to play with your wife. And these are the words in the hadith. So don't skimp on that also. You know? But at the same time, while those particular aspects will be there, and of course, the very nature of humankind is that with the passing of time, maybe those particular feelings might come less. It is these qualities, fulfilling the rights of others, being considerate, being sure that you, you show that you don't harm anyone. It will sustain a marriage. May Allah give us a topic of understanding. We will ask the nikah parties to come through, inshallah.